0: This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza.
1: 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer,
2: Ron Raver. Good evening, everyone, from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. It's another edition of Coach's Quarter. I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer Ron Raver. Coach Raver continues to recover from major surgery, and we hope to see Ron and his wife Sally back doing the show in the future. Please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, of course Cecil Ison and staff here at Ison's Family Pizza, Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. I have uh, four guest segments tonight. Coming up a little bit later, it will be. Batesville football coach Evan Alry, Oldenburg girls soccer coach Andrew Oleg, and Oldenburg football coach Brian Mitchell. But starting off our show this week from East Central Volleyball, they are the co-coaches Kathy Lehman and Samantha Hensley. Ladies, good evening. How are we doing? Great, Go, thank you. Doing well. Good thanks. to have you here, and uh, it's a, it's a pleasure to talk a little East Central volleyball here tonight. First, a little bit about you two. Brand new gig for you guys. I know you you started out coaching in the in, in at the middle school level, and oh, here we, you are thrust into the high school situation. and And uh, talk a little bit about the transition first. Uh, Kathy, we'll start with you going from junior high to high school.
3: Okay. Well, thanks for having us. Our first pleasure. of all, but. Um, this group that we have, the seniors, the juniors, and the sophomores, actually played for me as 7th graders when I was coaching at the middle school. So, we took over this varsity position, and now we're back with these girls that we've had and that we knew. So, it is... um, It's exciting to get to be with them. They're a fun group, and they help keep us young. I say that all the time. When we get to be around kids, they keep us young, for sure. And,
2: Samantha, I I would think an advantage for you guys uh, stepping into the high school program is because you have that familiarity with with the kids that that you have on staff right now.
4: Yes, for sure. That has been a tremendous help. I can't imagine going into this not really knowing the girls. So it's been a huge help that we knew them, and I I had the juniors and seniors as eighth graders uh, before we finished coaching. Uh, so it's been fantastic and they are they're a fantastic group of kids to work with and I agree they definitely keep us
2: young well, or
4: make us older one of the two <laughs> well
2: we're going to talk uh, some specifics about the players in just a little bit but first of all let's talk about the season in general and the numbers I'm going to throw out are from Max Prep so if they're not exactly right feel free to jump in and, and correct me but uh, uh, the the uh, site currently shows you guys 12 and 14 overall but 5 and 1 in the EIAC and, and the way I'm looking at things right now there's a three-way tie for the top stop, stop spot between you guys Lawrenceburg and Connersville and it's been pretty much of case Kathy uh, those three teams kind of beating up on each other
3: right right so we played Lawrenceburg about a week two weeks ago and they beat us but the girls fought really hard but then we went to Connersville And we actually beat them in three sets. And um, the girls played so well together as a team. And they had fun while they were playing. And they played their hearts out. We were so proud of them. The parents were so excited. We were so excited. So, yes, right now we are in a tie. And then this coming Thursday, we play Greensburg. Um, And that's our girls' senior night. So um, we are going to win yeah. Thursday night as well.
2: Well, and and Kathy, I'll, I'll pass this over uh, to uh, Samantha now. As as you go back and look at a match that was really at the infancy of, of the season, uh, a match against Greensburg that was uh, uh, kind of crazy. It was a 3-2 loss back on August the 16th. It was up at their place. No set was decided by more than three points. Two sets go into extended play, including the third, which was absolutely obnoxious, 30-28. to 28. Mm-hmm. What do you guys remember about that night?
4: I don't think he, I wasn't there. I, 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 with, I, with me, I'm currently teaching in Milan, so I was not there. It was a little difficult for me to make the earlier games. But just from coming from practice tonight, the, and the girl listening to the girls reminisce, they're like, "Yeah, we won those first two games, and then we we're like, we battled it out." And I just feel like I, just knowing the girls, I know they had to fight every point, and I'm looking forward to.
2: Well, I have, I have the advantage of going back and, and taking a peek at some numbers, so I'll also throw some things out at, at you, and uh, yeah, uh, in the kill stats, you guys dominated 67 to 35, but you also had 11 more attack errors, so a little bit of an offset there, mm-hmm. and it looked like the biggest bugaboo, bugaboo for the team that let, that night was serving, while you had 8 more aces, mm-hmm. you had 26 more service errors, right. and if you don't put that ball in the 30 by 30 square, uh, it's, it's tough to win a point, isn't it? Yes. Right,
3: right, so I was watching from the stands that night, but it was very frustrating. I mean, you could see it on the girls' faces, but they really struggled with their serves, and that's something that Sam and I have tried to work with with them in practice. Is a lot of serve receive, but also serving and doing some zone serving. So um, I don't. I, we try not to put a lot of pressure on them, right? Because that doesn't always help. But um, we. We feel like we're ready for Thursday.
2: Well, Thursday night, you do match up with the Pirates. And the other games of interest that you, I know you guys are kind of kind of keep an eye on, uh, so to speak, on one side is, well, first of all, tonight, uh, Connersville, Coach Stephanie Smith's team, they're taking on Rushville. Uh, mm-hmm. Connersville should be a pretty significant favorite at, that night. You guys got the tough matchup with Greensburg on Thursday, and Lawrenceburg has to travel to Batesville. And, and Batesville is certainly no, no cupcake. Uh, Batesville right. is, is a team, especially at home, uh, could give the Tigers some fits on
3: Thursday. Right. I agree. Um, we lost to Batesville earlier in the season, and then they came to us when Sam and I were actually coaching. It was maybe our third game, yeah, I think. third or fourth, something like that. Third yeah. or fourth, and um, I don't know if you have, you may have the stats there, but um, the girls were so excited because we did end up winning that night and beating Batesville, and that was so exciting. They were very excited and super happy.
2: Well, let's talk about something that was a little more recent. You guys were playing in a tournament on the uh, weekend of the 25th. You took on Muncie Central, Wapahani, and Richmond. Uh, Sam, first of all, where was that played at?
4: At Muncie Central. At mm -hmm. And and
2: you got the win over the host Bearcats. What do you guys remember most about the win over Muncie Central?
4: It was early in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It sure was. It sure was. After a long bus ride. So I just remember walking in. All the other three teams were already there, already going. And I just already felt a step behind just because we easily had the longest commute. Uh And I just remember being, gosh, I feel like we're already down one going into this. And just to watch them fight, because it did go three. um, But to just watch them fight for it that first game and get that win was uh, awesome way to start the day right.
2: well it was certainly a good start uh, but kathy it ended up with uh wapahani and in richmond in the final two you you dropped uh, both of those uh mm-hmm. games in in two sets um, anything in particular that was consistent in in why you fell short in those
3: two well we played um richmond for our second game and They came to East Central during the girls' um, scrimmages in the summer, and so our girls had faced them several times, but um, Richmond really looked like they had stepped it up. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a lot of really great sets, great hits, great passes. They were doing a lot of the right things, and when we played Wapahani, they have a fabulous team. They were putting down hits that, uh, it was just incredible. They did a really good job, and our girls did a fabulous job, too, keeping up with them. But um, in the end, it was obviously Wapahani that took that, that trophy home.
2: Wapahani almost sounds like it's it's a volleyball name, doesn't it? Wapahani, <laughs> yes. It sounds Hawaiian
3: to me. Yes, yeah, we did say that that day.
2: Well, you guys also had a Saturday date with uh, Shelbyville. Uh, the Golden Bears got you on that one three to one, and it uh, looked like Jaden Tackett and Emily Parker of Shelbyville gave you guys some fits, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't
3: Very they? impressive. They did, yes. They were very impressive.
2: So when you when you try to match up against a couple of, of strong hitters like that how, how do you try to attack them defensively or should I say how you how do you try to defend a duo that can hit as well as those, those two
4: I mean I think just it's it's they have so much variety because they are so talented I mean they don't just have one hit that they go to so I feel like just constantly adjusting and being able to correctly read them on how they're going to attack you is it's just tough in general when they're that talented. But mm-hmm. and I like there's other things that come into play that change your momentum and change you know, have the energy on your side or not on your side and but they were definitely very impressive.
2: All right. Well, you guys, uh, in addition to the conference match that we talked about coming up Thursday, uh, next week is uh, the sectional. They had the draw on Sunday night. You guys will be going to Martinsville for what I always uh, refer to with this particular sectional as the directional sectional, <laughs> as every team except for one uh, has the uh, has a, a directional in it. Uh, typically it's been Shelbyville but now Martinsville has replaced Shelbyville in your sectional and you're heading up uh, to the home of the Artesians you guys drew Bloomington North the Cougars they are 15 and 6 on the season certainly not uh, the worst draw that you could have got not the best one either your thoughts mm-hmm. about playing Bloomington North uh, next week
3: well, I haven't had a chance. I don't think either one of us have had a chance to do a lot of um, research on them or get get to watch a lot of tape, but we do plan to do that. I just think that whenever we go into the sectional, you know, there's, there's always some... Um, nerves about it and just some anxiety but our girls are up for the challenge i tell you this group of girls after everything that they've gone through this season they are so resilient and they have a lot of perseverance so we just appreciate the fact that they work so hard for us you know us coming in here in the middle and um just there they have done a great job with what we have been trying to get across to them so the sectional we are ready getting ready and looking forward to it
2: well it looks like uh it looks like the two hammers are in the upper half of that bracket you've got martinsville 22 and 5 and columbus easter 20 and three and uh, uh so let them let let the dogs stay up there if if you will and hopefully you guys pick up the win over uh, bloomington north and get to advance uh, to a semifinal on on saturday let's uh let's talk about some players now before we close things out tonight um, some of your frontline hitters and I'm trying to remember this because I, I said her name correct last year, and I hope I don't blow it this year. First of all, Hope Fox. That's an easy one. Becca Tupper. Mm-hmm. It is Tupper like Supper. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, the, uh, up front on the net, you've got hope, hope Fox and Becca Tupper among your leaders on uh, on the attacks, and also Tupper and Avery Daniels uh, seem to be doing a really nice job blocking for you guys. You want to talk about those players? Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, yeah, they're definitely very impressive. And I just think the way especially – that they see the court they just can identify where to place the ball and they go at it aggressively and they just i think they do a great job reading the other team's defense and i think their blocks have truly really come on mm-hmm. uh, i mean i know we've tried to emphasize it in practice for sure and i'm i'm blown away by how their blocks have improved and keep going yeah. keep continuing
2: to improve we're speaking with uh, sam Hansley and kathleen layman uh, the co-volleyball coaches for East Central and talking a little uh, East Central personnel right now, um, among your better servers, at least as far as aces are concerned Olivia Turner and Macy Lewis have put up a lot of uh, a lot of streakers for you.
3: Mm-hmm. They have. They have done very well for us. Um, they do well under pressure. We've put them into a lot of pressure situations and they have come through for us so um, I do feel like their serving has gotten better overall with the girls but um, it, it Anybody that we call on to put back there to serve, whether it's Macy, whether it's Lib Turner, um, yeah, they do a great job for us.
2: And um, of course, in the back, you got you got to be able to defend as well. You got Fox, Lewis, and Haley Fraser, who have been doing a, a nice job uh, in the dig department. And uh, not only do you have to serve the ball well, to when you have to be able to receive the serve. And it looks like Lewis and Fox are leading you guys back there.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, they're excellent passers, and I just think with them being seniors, they're also very experienced and they've learned how to read a serve and talking and moving their feet helps tremendously in the serve receive so
2: now there, there are teams out there that run one center or teams that run two you guys look like you run one and everything kind of goes through uh, Olivia Turner how's she doing for you
4: I think she's doing great when we use uh, two others Jenna Kathman and okay. Addie Cleary uh, rotate in as well so we don't run a
2: 5-1 we do run a 6-2 okay. okay yep very, very good. Uh, closing thoughts before we head out of here. I mean, it's uh, it, it the experience for uh, you two uh, stepping into the program this year. Just uh, your thoughts, first year uh, play uh, coach in high school volleyball.
3: Um, I think that it has been it's been challenging, but it's been also very exciting. You know, we do have three seniors, and I cannot commend them enough on how they have stepped up and helped us even get through practices i mean when we first stepped on step on the court ourselves we went straight into a game we'd not had a practice we hadn't seen a lineup so we started out right off with a game and then in our next couple of practices those seniors have been super strong in helping us um and and the girls as a whole have been very open to what we're trying to do so it's just been a a good experience so far and i hope that they're having a good experience as well
2: well uh kathy layman and uh Sam Hensley, we really appreciate you coming in tonight. I know you guys were pressed to try to get to a meeting and, and try to try to get fault. this in there. It's it's, it's fantastic <laughs> that we got you in tonight. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. We wish you good luck on Thursday and, of course, the sectional head. Thanks so much for talking Thank to
3: us Thank you. Okay, thanks, thanks, thanks for, for having
2: us. us. It's our pleasure. And uh, we will be back with uh, Evan Alry, head coach of uh, Batesville Football, coming up in just a moment. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Ison from Eisen's Family Pizza and downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil, all on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Isons Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back.
5: brings the family together like a home cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garing's has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garing's today. Whirlpool and Garing's, 316 North Main, Batesville. We-
7: October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and serves as the perfect reminder to schedule your annual mammogram. All women should receive their first mammogram by the age of 40. At Margaret Mary Health, we offer 3D mammography. This advanced technology can increase early detection of breast cancer by as much as 40%. To schedule your appointment, call our Women's Imaging Center at 812-933-5602.
1: To more Coach's Corner delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI.
2: Come back to Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for coaches' Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutsweiler. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Thanks to Kathy Lehman and Sam Hensley of East Central Volleyball. It's time to bring back the head coach of the Batesville Bulldog football team. He is Evan Alry, and coach. We get to talk about a win tonight. How about that? Congratulations on Friday's victory at Greensburg. I appreciate it. I'm starting to kind of wonder, you know,
6: (laughs) with you you doing these radio shows, it's like... (laughs) I don't know, coach, it, coach raver you may need to get back here a little sooner now but uh,
2: it would not be the first time evan that i have been accused of causing somebody uh, harm as far as wins and losses are concerned yeah no i'm not a big superstitious guy
6: I think a little bit of it there was a couple of really good teams that we saw and uh and then obviously you know, i had a lot of respect for greensburg and um and, and how they could play and well they gave us fits you know we got fortunate on some some big plays and uh Played you know some opportunistic football and that kind of prevailed us to the end and uh, like I said I was just very proud of our guys I mean we had a lot of guys out and a lot of guys that got their first varsity action so uh, definitely was just a really proud moment as a coach and uh, really showed kind of what
2: our our guys and our staff and everybody than um, the players, just being able to handle a lot of adversity. Evan Allrey, head coach of Batesville Football, joining us here on Coach's Corner tonight. And, and Coach, Greensburg scores first. Uh, Oakley Best gets the touchdown from six yards out, and then uh, Newhart kicks the extra point to make it 7 nothing. But uh, then you guys put together a, a string of 21 unanswered points to close out the first half. That was that was a nice stretch for you guys.
6: It was. I mean, uh, you know, I, I again, we, we went in. Um, it was – You know, a lot of of things that happened last week um, and uh, went in, you know, to that game and, you know, we get the ball and we have a penalty on the very first play on the kickoff return and we're pinned in deep and um, credit Greensburg student section. Boy, they they made it really hard to hear and uh, they're down in the end zone. We had a couple false star penalties, a drop ball and, um, you know, Bryson catches a ball on uh, third down to kind of give Braden Foster a little bit of room and, you know, he gets it out, but then they get a short field. And they go no huddle, no up-tempo, seven linemen out there and just kind of smack us around and put it in. And, and then you're like, oh, boy, this could be a, a quite the long night if they go seven linemen and we're already pretty thin in a lot of areas. But – uh Credit to our guys. We converted you know some third downs um, on, on some drives. Bryce and Benelli, you know, and uh, and Travis Lecker just have such a good mm-hmm. chemistry. They was a big play on that drive, uh, and then Travis finds the end zone in the you know on that. We get a stop. Uh, we go right down the field again. Um, and again, you know, just Travis connects on a third down pass to Bryce and Benelli gets us down in you know uh, into Greensburg territory. We really started to develop that running game. As the guy, as the game went, you know, late in the first quarter into the second, mm-hmm. um, little, basically a trio, you know. Actually, and if you throw in Luke Wilson a couple times on some jet action, but you know, Deacon Hamilton, real first uh, action at running back since week two, week one. Wow. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, the, the promising freshman Gage Pullman, you know, back in action uh, in, in there. So that was our one-two punch. We went in really at that game with two running backs. And the third one was another freshman just kind of waiting in the arm, like, boy, if if, if really stuff hits the fan, you know, we got another guy there because we were thin. We were really thin in some spots. But Travis Lecker, he rose to the occasion, Mm -hmm. you know, and some big run plays. And um, it was one of those, we got some fortunate things going our way. You know, we had an interception. Uh, Luke Wilson had an interception. And you could just feel the momentum. Uh, Greensburg had it all early. Right. We ride this big wave in the second quarter, late first, second quarter. And you go in feeling really good. You know, up 35-14, you could probably say this game could be a lot closer. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's 35-14. And and then the second half, it was like a completely different game. I mean, Greensburg really slowed the tempo down and just ground and pound. And uh, I think we ran four plays in the entire third quarter. Goodness. and uh, second quarter. Uh, sorry, the, the the fourth quarter wasn't much more. I think we ran maybe twelve plays the entire second half.
2: Well, um, it certainly got very interesting late. Uh, the Pirates were driving in the fourth quarter for that tying touchdown, and uh, the fumble recur- uh happened uh, in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Who recovered it for you guys?
6: Uh, Deacon Hamilton. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Luke Wilson forces it.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, he's our our free safety,
6: and he comes in, and um, you know their guy. I think it's Oakley Best is the one trying to. Just second effort, and uh, they're they having success. You know, they they go back to kind of what got them that first early touchdown. They went, they caught us on a fourth down. You know, uh, they got some extra linemen in there, and then they went no huddle, uh-huh. and they caught us in kind of the wrong personnel. And I, you know, I didn't want to burn a timeout. We were kind of going back and forth on what we felt like Coach Moore was going to do. We 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 uh, opted, you know, to keep 4D linemen in there. Mm-hmm. And they caught us in that package, and they just kept going, 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 no huddle. Uh, we'd already had one t- timeout we'd already burned, and I was like, man, I just don't know if I want to burn another one just yet. Right. It kind of worked out, I guess, but uh, we got lucky. You know, um, You know, Luke Wilson comes up, makes a hit, and ball squirts loose, and uh,
2: Deacon Hamilton recovers it with about a little over four minutes to go, and we were fortunate enough. Well, you bring up the time because that's critical. I mean, we're talking about what it's what sounds like a, a, a game-ending drive for the Pirates. That wasn't the case. Uh, there was still plenty of time on the clock, and you guys had some work to do offensively in order to uh, keep the ball out of the Pirates' hands and not give them another chance. Correct, and the, and the big play was on third down. Uh, we uh, were able to get a first down, and then we had another
6: situation where we needed to get one more first down, I think, to really feel good. Uh, about ourselves and it was third and seven and uh travis lecker we you know we have a set play and uh, one of our go-to plays we didn't run a lot of spread we ran a lot more trips and h-back sets we kind of liked spread we just kind of i don't know and it was one of those we just really didn't go to it as much uh to be honest and and but we we knew kind of what we were going to get definitely in a third down situation and travis autos left the line you know right. he, he, he sees and he's like, all right, well, they, this is exactly what it is. We've been practicing all week. He gets it to the right guy, Luke Wilson. I think I said Brad Westerfeld on Friday, but it was Luke Wilson in the slot. Again. Okay, and we mentioned his name again on the other side and uh, Luke hears the audible, gets to the right route, sits down, right at the sticks, gets the first down and then uh, it got really interesting because at that point, it was still, I think that Greensburg still had one timeout and there was still a little over two minutes to go mm-hmm. and usually I'm you know, it's one of those situations. I, I know like the team didn't have any timeouts two minutes game's over right? Um, so you're like well you we still got to probably run maybe try to get a first down but you got to be careful here you know because you don't want to fumble you don't want anything to happen um, and then it just the, the big part was you know and Coach Moore made a really good decision we had a I don't know a cliff or something something that well, I, to be honest did not have I think they had a linebacker come up to blitz and then they called us for an illegal chop block if the linebacker comes up to the line right. and he's on you know, blitz, right. he's just like a D lineman. But whatever. They called it. Um, it really didn't become irrelevant in regards because Coach Moore decides to decline it because um, he doesn't want that clock to us. you know, he wants the clock um, to stop or he doesn't want to give us too many plays right? because he has one timeout. Sure. Um, so we kind of was fortunate. The big play was we caught him off sides. Mm-hmm. And that allowed us to get another 25 seconds to run off the clock because the clock was running. And then you get another defensive penalty, so you're able to milk that clock all the way down, get it an offside, and another 25 seconds comes off. And that was the ball game, you yeah. know. So we were very fortunate, had some things. That was one of our three drives, Bryce. We had a three and out, that drive, and then in between there. <laughs> in between there, we had another penalty that pushed us back, and Trent Rell falls on a route. And um, unfortunately, Travis you know, tries to thread the needle, and it gets intercepted. And those were our three drives in the second half.
2: It's and, amazing. Yeah, but-
6: it was a tail of two halves or tail of a second quarter where you're riding a wave and your offense is in a rhythm correct to greensburg though they they just took the ball and kept our offense off the field and we could never get back into a rhythm right and uh so we, we felt like we had a lot of good matchups but you know greensburg definitely executed their game plan very well um just we were fortunate again we won the turnover margin i think we're a little more disciplined in some of the turnover you know in the penalty
2: stuff and, and critical points you know, so, you know, credit our guys. They found a way. Well, certainly a gutsy win for you guys. Congratulations on the victory. That pushes you to 4 and 3 on the season back on the winning side of things and you wrap up the EIAC 3A with a record of 2 and 1 and and now you will take on uh, another 3A school who is not in the 3A division, but that's another conversation for another day. You're going to be playing Franklin County on Friday night, a game that we're going to have on 103.9 WRBI. Your thoughts about playing the Wildcats? Well, we did not score a point against them last year. We put them twice.
6: Um, that was definitely the message to our uh, to our guys at three o'clock this afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, is um, you know Franklin County their schedule the way it's set up? They they run into you know East Central early, and we see Central the following week. Then they play Lawrenceburg, and we play Lawrenceburg the following week. They kind of run that gauntlet, right? I know they kind of dealt with some injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very similar to us. They've got some skills. They got some guys that are pretty dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really big. They got a couple guys here or there that's got some size. They're just they're athletic. They fly around. They're aggressive. Um, they're very well coached. Um, and I told our guys, I said, they're a pretty good football team, and they've kind of been on the short end. Right. I mean, think about if you're in that situation, guys. We were just in that situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you could hear pen drops. Like they're going to come in here wanting to get on on a roll right for the tournament, you know. And they feel like they got your number, so they're going to come in here with a lot of high confidence. And um, but they've got, like I said, uh, the Bridger Bowles guy kid, and um, he looks like a man, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, and then Chattel, um the they, you know twenty three. They've got two guys that. In a blink of an eye, can put the ball in the end zone. We saw that last year, and uh, yeah, and then they got Gilman's boy, the freshman at quarterback, a little bit more here recently. And, and you know, he doesn't look like a freshman, but yeah, hopefully, put some pressure on him and make him play like a freshman. Well, hopefully, we
2: we'll use the term with one of your players, a promising freshman. Does does he get the title promising freshman or, or no? He's he's already surpassed uh, he's freshman the, expectations.
6: He's I, I would say he's a very promising. Uh, yeah, I, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's he's really good, and I think you know, um, you know, I, I look at some of our guys too. You know, and, and, and Gage Pullman and and Kate Kaiser who played the most. You know, as two freshmen, um, yeah, I think they've kind of surpassed the whole idea of they passed the eyeball test. They're right. really not freshmen. You know, Will Giesel played for us a lot more. He's not playing tonight. He's not playing the JV game tonight. So it's giving you know, Carson Schneider or other freshmen an opportunity to play quarterback. Will played corner. Will's a you know, those are three guys right there. They're just they're good football players. Right. And I think that's the same thing with with um, you know, Wes's, you know, son and, and, and their and their freshman classes. They got some kids in there that are really, really good. So um, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic for the next few years. You know, I think he's a quarterback that as Yoon graduates and Travis graduates. I think there's a whole new wave of kids that are very promising in this younger freshman
2: sophomore group that are going to be very very good we'll be hearing about them for a while well i think as as good as we were making the uh your game with greensburg to be and it and it lived up to expectations i think we can say the same thing uh this coming friday night when you take on the franklin county wildcats and you guys certainly are going to have your hands full uh before we let you go i would be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to the batesville girls golf team how about that uh the the girls golf team making it all the way to state
6: it's awesome and uh you know i've known emma and and Addie, you know i'm really good friends with the wylers and i've uh, known them very well and you know i've got to know josie and, and Tori harper and all the girls that come in the weight room you know madeline pullman and and uh yeah so it's awesome it's awesome to see and any you know me being in the weight room and seeing them in the classroom uh it's just always gratifying to see you know because i see the hard work you know, a lot of people think, oh, golf, I'm sure they, no, they go in, they lift, you know, and they get after, and some of these are multi-sport athletes, too, mm-hmm. and just to see them, you know, set goals and set expectations, um, you know, it takes, a, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of work, and I've seen many times when, uh, you know, Chris Weiler, you know, Emma and um, dad, he'll be over at my house, or whatever, you know, whatever the situation is, and uh, it's Sunday afternoon, and it's in the spring, it's fifty degrees outside doesn't really matter or it's ninety five degrees and you know what's Eminati gonna do? They're gonna go find the ranger, they're gonna go work yeah. on the short game or putt and uh that's it's just non stop. It doesn't just happen. You right. know. So it's great for the girls and in the program. I think it's great for the school. You know, when you have just uh whether it's guys, girls it doesn't really matter what sport it is that's to right. to just kind of be that example, you know, in your community and in your building of just how hard work, perseverance and just all that you know and emma didn't play her best i know i saw her this morning she was really frustrated with her friday performance but i said you know what your saturday was heck of a bounce back it shows your mental toughness and just um why you're really special you know
2: so just proud of them and you know, in general. Yeah. Well, well, Coach, we greatly appreciate your time once again. Congratulations on the win over Greensburg. We wish you all the best against Franklin County this Friday, and a game again we will have on 103.9 WRBI. Evan, already good to see you again. All right, thanks, Coach. Thank you very much, and we will be back uh, to speak with Andrew Oleg about Oldenburg Girls Soccer in just a moment. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Ison from Eisen's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil all on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Isons Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back.
5: Georgia's has a full line of medical equipment. We provide state-of-the-art equipment that can help you to rehabilitate from an injury, move more freely to do the things you enjoy, or rest comfortably in your own home. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff prides itself on helping you with any challenges that you or a loved one is facing. We are here for you. Hurt and
0: Elko, your local Linux dealer, is turning 50. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Hurt and Elko is a team-oriented company. I want to thank our entire team, past and present, for making Hurt and Elko the leading provider of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling in southeastern Indiana. And to all of our customers from the last century, on behalf of all of us here at Hurt and Elko, we appreciate the faith you put in us, and we'll never take it for granted. Hurt and Elko, your local Linux dealer celebrating 50 years of excellence.
1: Coach's Corner, delivered by Eisen's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRBI.
2: Thanks again for joining us for Coach's Corner on WRBI. We'd like to thank our hosts at Ison's Family Pizza, along with Garings, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, plus Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, who helped sponsor the show. Once again, I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer Ron Raver. It was good to catch up with Batesville football coach Evan Alry in our previous segment, and now I'm pleased to welcome to the show, for the first time ever, Oldenburg girls soccer coach, Andrew Aulig. Coach, a pleasure to have you here tonight. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Uh, as as we were talking just before we went on the air, it wasn't too long that you were actually kicking a ball around yourself as opposed to coaching. Uh, when did you graduate from EC?
8: So I graduated uh, from EC Central in 2016, then uh, went to uh, Marion University. And Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary. After that, and then played on the seminary soccer team, which wasn't Marion's soccer team, but uh, still did some like inner school stuff. And then uh, at the same time, I was as an acted as assistant coach, as like a goalie coach, and then uh, overall JV coach or assistant JV coach uh, over there. Then. Came over here this year.
2: Your so. time spent at East Central, and we're going to talk about your girls in detail here in just a minute. But uh, the East Central soccer has had a pretty rich tradition of, of success over there. What do you remember about your time playing for the Trojans? Uh,
8: uh, honestly, just uh, something that I kind of talked to the girls about, especially not being sectional time. Is like, hey, like some of the best memories I have are getting those team pictures with the trophy at the end of the game. Right. Like we just played against one of the good teams uh, in our sectional or the regionals, and yeah, here we are. Now, with the trophy, getting to celebrate and be kind of honored or designated for for that and being recognized in the community, especially taking the print- uh, pictures with the principal, superintendent, or just parents and whoever else is there. So just the memories like that and then being able to go to, like, the team dinners of, like, okay, we made it to sectional dinner, now regional dinner, then semi-state dinner at the head coach's house or head coach's parents' house was uh, also fun as well. But just things like that, doing, like, a lot of the team stuff together and then hopefully kind of
2: building, continuing on, so... So not too far removed from actually playing the game as a high school senior five years ago, and now you're head coach at Oldenburg. What's that transition been like for you?
8: I think had I not been an assistant the past couple of years, it would have been very, very just different from learning to like, oh, I know I should be out there running around, to oh, now I'm out the sideline telling people uh, where to move, where to pass it, how to, how to, how to shoot, how to stuff like that. And uh, I will say the adjustment was kind of tricky at first, because even coming from an assistant where... I was doing some of that stuff, but I was like, oh, I'm now actually leading the the training session, not just kind of helping out the head coach, but just stuff like that. I was like, okay, so I think, I don't know if the girls like it as much, but I think because (laughs) uh, because I'm able to run around still, I do sometimes play with them. So tonight at practice, I played with them a little bit just to kind of give them a little more uh, intensity and stuff like that and kind of, I can more like lead by example rather than just saying, hey, I want you to do this, but I can actually demonstrate it
2: myself because I just did it. A couple years ago okay now i'm gonna ask you this i'm gonna we'll put you on the spot because you're you're out there and you're playing playing with the kids anybody on your team show you up yet uh,
8: occasionally <laughs> the, 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 i might have one or two people uh when i try to dribble past them stop me but yeah. i try to try to play it off but every now and then there's one or two who might get on my nerves like i try to pull a move and like, they stop me and
2: uh, let's talk a little bit about your team now uh, according to the max prep, preps record it's 8-5-2 and two. is yep. that an accurate number yep alright well over the last two weeks you guys have been pretty busy uh, we got you down playing for five matches and uh, we'll start with a uh, conference opponent or not a conference opponent but a potential sec- sectional opponent in Rising Sun a one nothing game uh, you hosted them at your place Sylvia Eckstein gets the goal Mimi Wilder gets the assist what do you remember about the matchup with the Shiners uh, the,
8: it was very rainy I do remember that yeah. uh, but I remember going into it, we were kind of excited because it was uh, our senior night, so getting a chance for the seniors to kind of get that last chance of at home to play in front of their parents, their home crowd, and just getting the last chance to play actually at the school itself. And so I think kind of going into that, we were a little bit kind of excited. Um, and then during the game itself, we I, th- I thought we played very, very well, uh, playing quickly and stuff like that, but I think at, th- at times we struggled to kind of keep our heads and do some of the basic things right uh which i think is why we only won by one i think we probably could have gotten a couple more but i think rising sun also played very well in terms of keeping us at 1-0 and uh even towards i know the last couple minutes they uh, had some chances themselves so i think even though in the rain i think that kind of distracted us a little bit because we were it was very slick that day and i think one of the uh one of the girls like slipped and. Uh, Almost slide tackled her from behind, so she got uh-huh. a yellow card for it. But it was, it was just because it hadn't not been raining, that wouldn't have happened. But uh, so I think the weather kind of played into it as well. But I thought you know, given the circumstances and kind of getting a little hyped up for senior night and kind of getting more excited for the team dinner afterwards, uh, I thought we played very very well. And I think we we probably could have won by more. But I also think again, Rising Sun also did well to to keep us at close play and then almost even getting us a little nervous towards the end by almost getting a the goal themselves. So.
2: You uh, followed that up with a game against South Dearborn a couple of nights later, a 2-1 loss uh, to the Knights. And one thing that, I, that I've that i noticed that I've seen on your stats that I don't see a lot of teams keep, and I find it quite interesting, is that you keep track of steals.
8: Yeah, so uh, m- the, when I first got to Oldenburg, I was like, you know, we have all these offensive stats. We need something for the defenders. Sure. Otherwise, how am I going to be able to you know, s- say at the all-district meeting or whatever, like, hey, this defender is one of the best in the district but I don't have any stats to back that up. Right. Where it's now it's like, hey, this girl has 100 steals or whatever throughout the season, so maybe she's, you know, all right. So I think just kind of give more of that defender's recognition, because that was something that I was big on when I first got there, like giving something to the players for playing well, like giving them some sort of recognition or um, just something to kind of say, okay, you played well, we're going to acknowledge you for that. So that way you know, one, you did good, and kind of pumps you up a little bit more. So just giving stuff like that and... But, yeah, we do keep steals, again, just to kind of give something to the defenders around the because they're not the ones who are scoring the goals necessarily, but just a little something for them to say, okay, yes, you are either, A, improving from last year or you from last game or – Uh, From game to day We can kind of say Okay where do we need To improve on Or if we don't have Many steals uh, Then we can say Okay where do we we Need to work on Defensively to kind of Get those numbers up So I think it kind of Helps us as a team To get better As well as just Kind of giving some Of the defenders Some more recognition Well
2: in that run Of Of five matches over nine days, which is basically what it accounted to. We're going to jump ahead a little bit here, but you you suffered a 1-0 loss up at Fort Wayne Canterbury, uh, an outstanding program, and then uh, a conference opponent in Franklin County that ends in a scoreless tie. You guys finally find the goal and do so uh, um, uh, repetitively against Rushville, an 8-1 victory led by Jalen Stinger with uh, Mm -hmm. three goals and one assist. Uh, A good night for her. Yeah, so that game
8: we tried to do things a little bit differently. Uh, We switched a couple players around just to kind of, again, because as you mentioned, like Tying against Franklin County. We lost 1-0 to both South Dearborn and, uh, to Fort Wayne and, you know, which we were like, okay, we need to start scoring goals because we probably wouldn't have lost those games or tied those games had we had someone who could score sure. or finish the ones that we had. So we tried to move some players around to kind of give us that edge, like, okay, let's, uh, let's do something to try to get at least a couple goals this game. And fortunately it went out pretty well. And then when we put in some of our, uh, kind of more uh, like JV Fords as well, it, it you know, they found that back in the net as well, so I think that was kind of encouraging to say, okay, well maybe, especially now going into tournament time, it's like now, now we have many goal scorers rather than just one or two before that game, we' now people like, we, people we can trust that to put up there in case we're a goal down the last five minutes, two minutes, we can say, okay, here are the people who are in that situation know how to score, they've proven it last game, now let's go up there and, and see if they can do it now when it when it matters and
2: that tournament so well you, you mentioned tournament let's go ahead and talk about the tournament you're going to be taking on switzerland county the co-champion of the orvc along with Milan. uh coach courtney diana coaches the lady pacers you met them back on september 16th down in VV. emma weberding had the only goal of the match One nothing another uh, defensive battle uh, against a sectional opponent
8: yeah so they uh, uh are probably one of the better teams in our sectional. i think that's uh you know i think last time i checked the uh the ISCA rankings we were number uh, 14 they were 15 so that's I think it even that the game we played against them a couple weeks ago is I had I not been coaching as more of a neutral standpoint I thought it would have been a very very good game to watch because both I think good quality teams who were going up against each other and I think uh, from what I've kind of saw so far I believe we're the only team that's beaten them all season as well so we know on next Thursday or this upcoming Thursday that they're going to be wanting revenge against us to kind of get that back and kind of show it to like, hey, this is the uh, they want this to be their year, and yet we want to make sure that no, it's not. We're staying with us, so we're hopefully that we can keep fighting
2: and continue our streak. So, well, it is a uh, it's a match that we're going to have on uh, 103.9 WRBI. We're looking forward to that. It is a five p.m. start down in Rising Sun on Thursday, and we and we certainly wish you the very best for that. Before we uh, before we let you go, um. You know the the offensive players always get uh, the limelight because we always talk about scoring and all that. But uh, you know you've been in so many games where it has been so close and low scoring. You have had you have had defenders that have really had to step up and do the job in order for you to get the eight wins that you have this season. Just mention a, a couple of players on defense who have done a really nice job for you this year.
8: Yeah, I didn't. So I, this past week I noticed that I was like, oh well, we've only scored or got scored on I think like six games mm-hmm. of the 14 we've had so far, and right. I was like, I was like, I didn't realize that, but. I will say, uh, so our goalie, uh, Ashley Borgman, has done very, very well. And I think the last four or five games, have, have, she's probably played some of the best games that she had all season, uh, which I was very impressed with. And then uh, Hannah Havricos is one of our defenders as well. She uh, has been uh, leading the back line as well, and just in terms of making sure that the other team's not getting those shots where the goalie has to do stuff. And then Ashley, the goalie, like when they do get those shots, she's... You know, making sure they don't go in. So I think there's a good just team unit together. And then uh, we have another midfielder who does a lot of defense work, uh, Jalen Stinger as well, the uh, person who scored last week. Uh, you know, She kind of helps out the center backs very, very well in terms of we're not going like, you know, to let the center backs have to do it, but we're going to stop the ball in the midfield so that way we can quickly get the ball back and go. And she does it very well stopping it sooner rather than waiting to the center backs or even the goalie than having to play all the way from the back, but hopefully getting the ball to quickly transition up the field. So I would say those three as well, and then uh, Alyssa uh, Weintroth and then Emma Weberding uh, are very well in terms of, again, getting the ball and making sure that it's, we're not giving up easy shots on the inside, but keeping the ball out wide. And uh, when they steal the ball, they're making the right decisions to get the help out the offense the best they can and uh, doing what they need to do to help the, the
2: team well. But I think those are, yeah. Fantastic. Coach, uh, it's great to meet you tonight. And we nice appreciate you being on the show this evening. Look forward to uh, talking to you again next Thursday when you uh, take on the Rising Sunshiners in the sectional. All the best to you. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. That is thank Andrew Alling, the uh, girls' uh, soccer coach for Oldenburg. We appreciate his time on the show today. We'll be back with Brian Mitchell Batesville football in just a moment. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Ison from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The same Every pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella, provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil, all on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Isons Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back.
3: Discover the freedom of auto pay from Great Plains Communications. No more paper bills. No more postage, no more check writing, no need to drop off a payment, and no more late fees. And now, when you sign up for AutoPay, you will also receive a one-time $10 bill credit. Log on to gpcom.com slash my dash account and enroll today. Or call
5: 866-382-4968. Some restrictions may apply. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Gearings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
1: You are tuned to coach's corner delivered by Ison's family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI
2: RBI. And we're back once again at Eisen's Family Pizza in Batesville for another edition of Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communication, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutsweiler. Once again, I'm Bryce Kendrick, joined now by the head coach of Oldenburg Football. He is Brian Mitchell, and also uh, joining us, uh, freshman uh, Caleb Grivey. Gentlemen, good evening. How are we doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing uh, just fine, thank you. And uh, Coach, uh, let's, let's start with you, and uh, we'll go back to your game on uh, Friday night. Uh, yeah. Certainly a difficult game uh, for or uh, the twisters, a forty-eight-six loss to Crystal House Manual. Just in, in general, your your thoughts on the ball game, and then we'll go from there. Uh, just um, you know, kind of similar with the uh, last
7: couple games. You
2: know, our depth
7: definitely hurts us a little bit. You know, we got sixteen kids, and we had one of our guys go down with a broken finger, and Ugh. another guy go out with a hyperextended elbow, and then um, we had I think there was another injury. So I mean, it just you know, it starts
2: to get pot on a little bit. So. It's. It, I mean, you go in with thin numbers to begin with, and you and you see kids drop in the middle of the game, and you're just like, "Oh my goodness, what are we going to do?" You just start scrambling, and yeah. But, I, and, and I just want to check, Coach. You are out of eligibility. Is that correct? I, I am <laughs> definitely out.
7: Three <laughs> knee surgeries later, so that's, that is oh, not on my
2: interest. Oh, that does not sound good at all. Well, who's the gentleman that is sitting to your left? Well, I got Caleb Grivey here. He's a he's a freshman. He
7: plays halfback, slot receiver for us um, on offense and on defense. He plays like outside linebacker and safety. And i remember some seniors on so i thought i'd bring in you know a fresh young gun here and maybe get some freshman perspective we, here on the we show we get to talk to a greedy
2: tonight how yeah, about that yeah first time ever ever playing football so well caleb let's let's get a little bit of a background on you before we talk about your time with uh, oldenburg here in your first year well your football background before you ever uh, put the shoulder pads on at at oa uh so i never
9: played football before this Uh, it was a lot of baseball for me is mainly what i've been doing you know throwing ball with dad in the yards about as far as i got for playing football the the parents never let me play they were scared of injury which you know it's understandable but uh it's starting to add up uh freshman year having to play varsity football you're starting to see the effects um
2: i'm not quite on the level that these guys are on yet but uh not far behind well um as, as you transition from basically just tossing the ball in the backyard to actually putting on the pads and, and hitting somebody uh, what what has been the experience for you as, as a as your absolute first year playing uh, organized football uh, it's
9: been pretty good so far uh, it's great group of guys I'm playing with they've been very supportive about, with this being my first year and helping me out uh, showing me what I'm supposed to be doing at certain times. Um, overall it's been a great transition I'm liking it a lot it's a lot of fun actually being able to hit people because <laughs> never had that experience when I was younger but it's definitely a lot different but Overall, it's a better transition.
2: Well, I and talking with uh, some of the guys that have been here before you, when we've had uh, Oldenburg football on the show, I, I asked the question of players who play both ways: Would you rather hit or be hit? And the answer is almost universal. So I'm I'm thinking that you, you like to put you like to hit. Yes, that's yes. definitely the favored one in that option. No question, no question. Uh, coach um, uh, Brian Mitchell is with us here, and again, freshman uh, Caleb Grivey also uh, on the show right now. And and coach, talk a little bit about your freshman, and from somebody that. I guess you could say was as raw as he could possibly be yeah. when you got a hold of him. What have you seen out of him as far as improvements from from day one to where he's at right now? Well, as you can probably hear, um, Caleb's a pretty
7: mature freshman. Mm-hmm. You know, he's um, very he's, he tends to be, you know, kind of the leader, kind of the first one up, kind of one of the last ones down. He almost always finishes first in sprints, and um, if not second, you know he. Um, almost instantly we could tell we had a ball player on our hand he he just he knew how to do lifts he he was um you know it's not someone we had to teach all the fundamentals to like he really knew that so going into the uh season you know we kind of ran with that and uh i think um the big thing was that i had a question mark was and it's always you know with anybody is can they take the hit right you know especially playing running back can they take the hit um but caleb does a good job with it um at first, he kind of struggled with, especially like hitting the holes aggressively. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been uh, doing some drills. We did a couple of drills a couple of weeks ago, and trying to teach him how to be aggressive and actually attack the hole and running um, downhill. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. exactly. And Caleb's super quick. Like he likes to bounce and get more side to side. Um, but he's, I think he's learning. You know, slowly that that's not that doesn't give you positive stuff. Right, so and that's what we want. We want positive yards. So. Yeah, when
2: you look at the stat sheet, you get nothing from going laterally. Nothing,
7: <laughs> nothing. You can run seventy-five yards, zigzag back and forth, and still only get five yards, and only
2: going to get five yards. Yeah, it's very much a north and south game, no question about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, Caleb. Uh, you know, coach is bringing up one of the nuances of of the running back position, and that's that's trying to attack the attack the defense north and south. Uh, what are some of the other nuances uh that that you have been faced with that maybe have been a little bit tough to pick up and and you're slowly building uh some confidence over time with
9: uh so one big thing is you know being able to find the hole in that split second that i had to pick up because you don't have much time you get the ball and then you've got to go to the exact spot and uh it's not always the exact spot that it's supposed to be in you know it could be a little bit to the left a little bit to the right and you got to be able to find that in a split second and that's a little bit more difficult but uh, it's, I'm getting better at it. It's coming a little bit quicker, starting to get better at it as we practice. Uh, it's mostly just getting reps doing it and not having to think about it quite as much.
2: How about on the defensive side of the ball? Of course, uh, you always hear coaches talk about swarming to the football and that type of thing. But you also have responsibilities, and, and you've you got to be able to, to man your area. So uh, from that aspect, what has been maybe the toughest thing on defense for you to pick up? So, I would say is getting to my spot and playing
9: at the correct uh, depths, you should say. Uh, You know, when you're supposed to be going back, not going forward, or not trying to read the run when you're supposed to be playing back for a pass or anything uh but it, it's on defense it's definitely been a little bit easier than offense but
2: it's still come with some challenges no question well coach uh you you transitioned from uh crystal house and you're going to take on south decatur certainly a, a closer yeah. trip for you guys only heading to westport Thank uh, for that one and the nice thing too and we yeah. talked about this the last time that you were on because you don't have a home field. You know, it'd be nice if your kids could have a homecoming, and you're going to get that on Friday night. Yeah, it's going to be senior night for a
7: senior, so I'm really excited to be able to celebrate the, the guys that we got on the team who've been around and, um, you know, been some leaders on the team. So I'm excited to see that. Do you have that list in front of you? I, 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 don't, I don't. I got okay. off okay. my head, I, I can tell you. <laughs> okay. So I got Caleb Lehman. We got Greg Klein, Luke Dracy. We got Mark Wolf, Dylan Stewart. We've got um, Griffin Pitzer. We got Spencer Mack, um, Abe Streeter. I think that's eight, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's where we're at. So. You did that a whole lot better than I could.
2: I can't remember <clears throat> what I had for breakfast. Some days I'm like that too. <laughs> so as you take on the Cougars, uh, the Cougars right now are sitting at at zero five on the season. So both both uh, you guys and the Cougars are looking for win number one. Uh, what's what's the biggest thing for Oldenburg going into that game on Friday night, and in, in order for you guys to to come away on a W four senior night? Um. Well, you know, I got to watch some film this weekend, and uh, they like to stack the
7: box as far as defensive-wise, so we got to make sure we get to our blocking assignments and be able to um, maybe utilize the outside or maybe some drag or some cross routes, things like that, um, and try to utilize the aggressiveness behind them. Um, On offense that's the that's the plan on defense wise um their quarterback is it's pretty quick they do a lot of like quarterback design runs of what it seems like um they run a lot of different formations so we just got to put our defenders
2: in the right spots to be able to uh make the play and be aggressive and uh you're going to have week number nine off and uh yep. we, they haven't had the draw as of yet so we we're not really sure who you guys are going to get paired up against but yep. um um you know, I, I know there are no uh, wins in uh, on the left side of your your column right now. But what is what has been the biggest thing that you guys have seen, or that you have seen as a coach, uh, from week number one to this will be week number eight coming in? What has been the biggest improvement that you've seen in this team?
7: I'm seeing a lot of um, like the the more. Players who needed a lot of improvements mm-hmm. get better, mm-hmm. like and on like a dramatic amount. Um Like Caleb here, you know, he never played before, and like he was saying, you know, he didn't even really know exactly where the hole was going to be or anything like that. And just as a getting experience, we got Levi Stonebreaker. He's he's a freshman. He's been playing our left tackle for like the last three games, and he's just slowly getting better. So I really like seeing that that getting better across the board, kind
2: of, um, and the, especially those kids who aren't getting a lot of experience—they're getting a lot of experience now. That's Brian Mitchell, head coach of uh, Oldenburg football. and We're also joined by Caleb Grivey, uh, a freshman for the Twisters. And Caleb, as you go into what will be your final week of the regular season before you get get to the postseason, um, you know, outside of obviously getting the win, which is what everybody what what everybody wants. Uh, you personally, what would you like to? What would you like to? Uh, accomplish either on the offensive side or the defensive side of the ball that would help the team the most
9: uh so me personally i'd like to you know get some a decent amount of receiving yards this week going to be bumped out more towards a receiver spot but i'd really like to see the team come out with some energy this week you know we were a little flat uh last friday coming out and i think that kind of affected the whole play so uh i'd like to see us come out with a lot of energy this week and
2: uh, show some improvement from last week. Well, gentlemen, we uh, greatly appreciate you visiting us again on Coach's Corner and uh, we wish you all the best this Friday night. Uh, congratulations on Senior Night and hope that goes well and uh, um, hope win number one comes in Westport. All the best to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Our pleasure. That is Brian Mitchell and uh, Caleb Grivey of Oldenburg Football and we'll be back to close things out on the Coach's Corner Show in just a moment. You're listening to Country 103.9 WRBI.
3: I'm WRBI meteorologist Megan Mulford with South. Southeastern Indiana's most reliable forecast. Slight chance for scattered showers tonight, otherwise, mainly cloudy skies expected. Blows dip down to about 60, north winds at around 5 miles an hour. 78 tomorrow, cloudy skies. 63 tomorrow night, slight chance for scattered showers. Currently, it's 70 degrees.
1: Back to more
2: Coach's Corner,
1: delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9
2: WRBI. Before I close the show out this evening, I'd like to thank uh, Cecil Ison uh, at Ison's Family Pizza and uh, the great staff here for being such wonderful hosts. Our other wonderful sponsors, including Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Busick, uh, Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Uh, Margaret Mary Health and Bruns Gutzweiler. Big thanks to the boss, Brent Lee, for engineering the show at the studio. And to all of my guests who uh, uh, join me tonight, East Central Volleyball's Kathy Lehman and Sam Hensley, Batesville Football's Evan Alry, Oldenburg Girls Soccer, Andrew Allig, and Oldenburg Football's Brian Mitchell and caleb grivey our scheduled guests next week once again include coaches and mitchell along with coach david bradshaw of Jacksonville cross country Aldenburg volleyball coach debbie Gregg, and oa boys soccer coach kenny gets well that will do it for me bryce kendrick sitting in for the hall of famer coach ron raver and his hall of fame wife sally i'll be back at 6 a.m tomorrow with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 o'clock to take you through your afternoon until then you enjoy your evening thanks so much for listening to coach's corner on country 103.9 wrbi Join us again next time for another
1: edition of Coach's Corner delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at WRBIRadio.com from 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles.